Welcome Walnut. I'm Lara, but you can call me Laz, your host for Walnut Wednesday. This is your reminder to be brave, be yourself, and know that you can make the world a better place just by what you decide today. Here, I'm going to share my weekly walnutings with you on a Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of Walnut Wednesday. It is me, your host, Laz, and I am here for episode 155 with the beautiful, delicious, nutritious, every 10-ish episodes, my best friend, Kate Bromley. Welcome. Oh, hello. Good to be back. So happy to have you. So Walnut, Kate and I have just been sort of talking offline and the general theme that we've both sort of been... um, discussing is is the topic of change now we've talked in the past about sort of growing pains and like how all of pretty much all of the episodes right Kate that we've had they all mesh sort of into one and relate to walnutting and in various different ways but for me at the moment walnut I am going through changes like there's a lot I feel a lot going on and I will share with you in a in a different setting or potentially on a solo episode but there's there's a shift in the air and you might be feeling it too walnut I think astrologically and and all the things where things are feeling frantic but I think it's more in a snowball mind frantic way uh it's more like a shift I feel like I'm going through a bit of a transitional shift and if you remember earlier in the year of 2022, depending when you listen to this, um, I was having that Weltschmerz saga. And I think, Kate, I we even talked about it on an episode together. It feels like that, but uh, it's not. It's less about losing faith in humanity, while it is a little aspect of it, but more about this like internal cellular transition and growth um and Kate I know you're having sort of similar things it's like it's affecting relationships and how how you see things it's like a different lens almost that my eyes are having Kate I'll get you to talk about what how how you're feeling in regards to sort of change yeah yeah it's so interesting because I think you're right it's like we've kind of gone on this well we've gone on the life cycle of it all together not that it's like had its full life cycle but I think feeling like that down the dumps and then working through that, like how do you deal with those kind of lows and then feeling like growing pains and sort of like pressing your elbows against the walls and being like, "Mm, I need more room. Like, how do you kind of, you know, change your, your surroundings or, you know, growing pains is sort of like noticing things are happening and reacting to it different. And Mm -hmm. now I think we're the same, but it's almost like if you were like, this is really lame, but in so many like comic books or like X-Men or whatever, people before they get like their powers get like headaches or they feel terrible. And that's like depression. And then there's sort of like this growth thing where it like releases. Um, but usually it's like kind of out of control, right? When you're saying like lenses, like, you know, shooting lasers out your eyeballs, but not knowing how to control them yet. And I feel like that's sort of what's happened. It's sort of like bursting through but it's not perfect yet like I'm still I think we're coming into our power but we can see that it's there and feel that it's there in a way maybe that like it was just being hinted at before it was actually being burdensome of before 
Um, and that sounds very lofty and people, are, people might be being like, what power? But like just internal, I think both of us are sort of feeling a little bit more like, all right, this you know system in place and this education or this job or whatever, this framework, that was great, but now I'm not sure I need it. And in fact, maybe it's holding me back now. And, yeah. um, and that can be like you say, kind of hectic, kind of frantic, kind of like, am I gonna destroy shit along the way to, to work it out? Um, so yeah, that's kind of a very, like I say, kind of lofty first go at explaining, I think some of the conversations we've been having, some of the feelings we've been feeling. Yeah, totally. And I actually, I know that, Kate, you and I have this a lot, but Walnut, I actually have been noticing that the people I'm having conversations with who are not in the Walnut Collective are feeling it as well. And it's it's actually real weird because I feel like, uh, uh, not like a master, but I feel like I have evidence and have learned from all my Walnutings that I actually have really good advice to give. Like um, I have two people that come to mind at the top of my head. I think yesterday or the day before literally um, had someone talking to me about she was getting so cross that she is always the person that, that chooses kindness over blah, blah, blah. And coming from a really people pleasery place where she basically got walked all over and like, you know, listen to my past episodes, basically that. Um, and I was able to give her really solid advice, or at least just this, this understanding that I feel like is hard to kind of come by. And then I had another person sort of um, very upset call me and saying things like, you know, um, I'm always the person that's there always organizing always doing the stuff um and I'm the person that gets the passive aggressive shutdowns gets the private message outside of the group to ask me to do extra things and and all this stuff in it and there's this like it's like this pain that's just bubbling up to the surface on a collective level and I know Kate you've had some sort of conversations really similar as well do you want to talk yeah. to that a little bit yeah it's funny like I've had some really good chats and, and challenging conversations but like good healthy ones where mm. people are also like seeking out different viewpoints and things but also you just reminded me of a friend of mine who I've not been in touch with for a little while I would been thinking about her and then she messaged me that day. And I mean, that happens. It's so weird, but that happens. And we had this really great chat and she has been through the ringer. Like she's had a relationship end and, and outwardly has been kind of doing all the right things, throwing herself into, you know, activities and work and passion projects and been on top of it all. So understanding of the, the partner, the ex who like, fucked her over man like whatever the reasons that was the outcome and and yeah when it came to like sort of a conversation or maybe not quite advice but just you know sharing of ideas I was kind of like you know you don't have to be angry at them but you can also allow yourself to be angry you don't have to rise above it without kind of going sitting in the shit or not in that depressive way but sort of maybe more like the laser out the eyes rampage thing it's like 
it's bubbling up in there. Like, and, and I said, I was like, have you ever considered, I know it's been tough, but maybe taking some time for yourself, go to the beach and like scream into the waves or something, or just like, you know, live a few days literally just with yourself and see what you find. And um, it wasn't like a go do it, but I was kind of like, I really hope she does. Yeah. And she did. And she messaged me being like, I spent some time, I realized I do like my own company and she hadn't been giving herself that chance to find it out. And I was just so pleased. Like, it's not like it's all fixed or anything, but it was that thing of being like, yeah, all the things we've kind of talked about, those willingness, put yourself on the list, you know, find healthy ways to let out anger. You know, you can be selfish in a non-aggressive, non, it's not a mean thing all the time, like to be selfish in every single way. And all of those sort of lessons. And I was like, gently being like, acknowledge yourself, you know, and it's okay to be angry. You don't have to lash out at people, but anger can be expressed in a way that like, is good for your body to let it out, like leaching out poison. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that was, it just came to me, but it was just so lovely to hear that, you know, it was helpful to her and she deserves to be kind of free. I feel like it's very freeing, this kind of change. Yes. And, and I think also, um, I'm, I'm noticing a trend that we're saying she and stuff that it's quite, um, a woman thing in terms of expression, expressing emotions, like, Mm. um, one thing that I just felt called to sort of mention Walnut is emotions are not who you are. They are meant to be felt, uh, you know, and moved through your physical and energetic body, energy in motion, emotion, right? So like, I think, especially for me as a, as a woman, I feel like it has been really hard to, express how I feel not only through my voice but in in actual doing stuff the more I kind of try and keep emotion in the more like resentment I feel towards the whole world (laughs) every my whole world right everything and so um I think this is actually a really good reminder walnut to like look at are you like keeping keeping things in and how can you express them in like a a nourishing way I had an experience I was talking to Kate offline just before where I expressed um the emotion anger in a really not healthy way but I felt liberated <laughs> like I physically threw a thing and it was a really weird moment because I always think about it you know you and Kate and I were talking about this right we were we were talking about how those moments where you think in your head what if I just punched a hole in the wall and it's a very fleeting thought but you don't actually do it and I had that moment I was like what if I just throw this thing on the floor really hard and I did it and it was not appropriate and I don't believe that we should physically you know damage things to feel better but it was kind of like I had that experimentation with myself obviously I was in a safe place and no one got hurt and nothing got broken or anything but I my I just wanted to release something and that was a cue for me to be like there's some stuff I need to work through here um and and that's it I think I think well we talked about like you know sometimes sometimes you have to break something to make something new or break something to 
you know, rebuild or just break something to fucking break free, I suppose. And, and not again, not like bones or people or anything, <laughs> but yeah. like, but like, sometimes it's like being like, what if I did do the thing that I never do like, you know, in my friend's scenario, which would just be like, like taking time for myself, which maybe people think they would never want to do. Maybe they wouldn't, but then they know, and it's not this kind of what if, and I think we've been so shackled to like, or like work, you know, oh, what if I did try working for myself? And maybe it, it does, sometimes it works out, maybe it doesn't, but then you kind of know, and maybe you, that leads you to something else. And, and that thing of being like, you know, the term rock bottom or whatever, and maybe there isn't really a rock bottom, like you say, you've said before, I think, but like, maybe it's just the case of being like, this, this isn't fun to sink anymore. So I'm going to break it and it might go up, might go down, might go sideways, but it'll be different, whatever it is. And, um, and I think that's kind of like you say, it's quite liberating because you're trying something, you're shaking it up. And so for, for me, like freedom is a really big part of all of this stuff. And oh, that can be as psychological as it can be, you know, in action or in reality. Um, I can feel like I'm less free when there are too many plans. It, it stresses me out or I, it's weird polarizing because I plan for a living, basically. That's what production is. But um, but you know, when my life feels like there's too many commitments too far forward that I don't have that flexibility for doing something again, selfishly for myself, but in a nice like resting rejuvenation kind of way, I start to get feel really like a caged animal. Mm. And the the ridiculous thing is they're not even bad things that necessarily make me feel a little bit locked in. Like this year, still with the aftermath of COVID and lockdown and stuff, a lot of really wonderful events were happening this year for me. My cousin's wedding in France and my parents coming over and my sister's 30th, my mom's 60th, lots of travel, lots of plans, brilliant time, wonderful time with my family and like amazing memories. And when I came back, the thing that didn't come with me was post-holiday blues. I was like, huh, it was like I could stretch. I was like, I've done all those things with everyone else that was like, great, but also pre-planned for them, quite rigid. I didn't feel like I could sort of free my mind to what else is out there? What do I want to do for the next X, Y, Z amount of time? Because I was just kind of like focusing on the next thing that was had been in the books for ages. Mm. And so when I came back, I was like, now what do I do? But in a really fun way. And it was just like, I, my first thought was like, I think I need to go traveling on my own for like, however long, or I think, you know, I need to throw myself into some projects that I've been putting off, which we'll get to, but it was, it was just interesting. Anyway, that's what I've found recently. And that's been sort of the maybe the trigger or the catalyst for feeling change or transformation, which is basically being like, only because my brain's been kind of cleared of other stuff. Um, and, and I think a lot of people don't, you know, maybe they just don't ever take a moment to breathe. They just kind of continue on. And the stuff for them is literally every day or every week or every month of every year, there's always a thing or their whole life is the thing. Um, yeah. it's that so, autopilot right it's that just yeah boring not boring sorry that normal everyday mundane 
life thing where having that opportunity to be the experiment or experiment on yourself with your feelings and different responses and reactions and behaving in a different way to the pattern that you have created or the habits you have created um, can lead to that exactly yeah. what you explained that strange feeling of liberation that feels so foreign <laughs> and and ultimately it 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 centers around one question which sometimes it should be the most obvious question but we often keep going with life and just the next thing that comes up or we just continue on and we forget to sit back and go what do I want like what do I actually want and it could be a matter of I know I've defrosted the mints but I want takeout tonight and I never do that or it could be but man I've always wanted to go on this holiday or see this place and it's never the right time but like what if I just make it that when can I make it the time why am I not prioritizing that because big things and big shifts or or plans or for things to change is like you got to make moves and a lot of people myself included are really bad fantasists in the sense of being like well, if all these perfect things align, that would be great. I would do that rather than I'm in control of my own destiny. Like, you know, that thing of being like, well, if I had a pool, I'd swim all the time. It's like, you know, you could swim. You probably could find somewhere you could get a membership and go swimming. But we want everything to be perfect. We want it to be, you know, delivered on a platter. And, and a lot of people are, you know, just kind of wishing and hoping and, and going what ifing or saying, well, yeah, in a perfect world. And it's like, I've done half the shit. I mean, when I was on holiday with my parents and we're laughing and we're parasailing or doing things, we're going, we're literally going, by rights, we shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be living this life. We shouldn't be having this experience because people don't or because who are we? And it's like, the only difference is we chose to. And so like, figure out what you want and choose to do it. And okay, maybe you'll wreak some havoc and some chaos and might not be, perfect it might be messy it might not even be what you want but like do it because feeling like that energy the worst thing is to just not release it I think and just sit and let it fester inside I'm like thinking of this moment that like I think I have been well as you know Walnut and you know Kate I have been baby stepping and planting little walnutings along my whole journey and how I mentioned how I aggressively not appropriately threw the thing a little, I think it was even like last year, I threw my phone across the room, not in an angry way. I just read something and got annoyed and thought like in a split second in my head, there's a trend of me throwing things. I think I need to calm down. <laughs> but also in that split second, I just thought this is annoying me. What if I just throw my phone? And I didn't throw it hard, like it didn't crack or anything like that. But I, I wanted to experiment with expressing that that annoyed me and not going oh so annoying but I'll keep reading till the very bottom or something like that like that's the kind of like split second thought that I had and so I feel like I have planted lots of baby in experimentations little little bits of like courage not necessarily in relation to physical objects flying across the room but to make myself get to like the point now where I am where it, I can look at situations or people can tell me about moments where they're really upset where they've behaved in a way and they're not they don't tolerate it they don't want to tolerate it anymore and I can say well why don't you try a different response and it's mm. 
really, really weird to be, to feel like I can be, I, to feel like I can be that person. Mm. Like, and I think that's part of that changing thing for me is that like um, almost a, a leadership aspect to it, like a little bit more of an experienced person with walnutting and trial and erroring and experimenting um some of them not necessarily the most positive but I've got I've had lessons that I can speak to and that I can teach on and I feel like I'm in a really strange position where I used to be the one looking at people going help me with this and now I can actually say well here's what I did Mm. from a really aligned place yeah and I think I think the other thing too is the time that you dedicated into it. Like you say, there's been trial and error. There's been experiments. There's been things that haven't gone well. And you can always take a lesson from that, like you say. But I think we do live in a time where people want things pretty instantly, you know, that fantasy thing, that Amazon Prime, that, you know, uber culture whatever I'm I'm the same of it as it too and I think it's like that thing of being like you've got to be willing to have that really messy in between to get to the other thing kind of like you know you're if you're gonna redo your house you're gonna have no water in your bathroom for a bit and it's freaking annoying or you're gonna knock down a wall and it's gonna look like chaos and it's gonna be rubble and all that stuff and it's like whereas we can't snap our fingers and just the house is done and, and I think people think that about themselves, like, oh, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to be a morning person. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to, you know, find a new job and all these things. And we put so much pressure on that, just not magic, like pressure on ourselves when that just doesn't magically happen mm-hmm. rather than making those, those moves and, and slowly but surely chipping away. And, and like you say, not having to get it perfect all the time. And so I think that's the same with change. It's like maybe breaking through and making things better in your own life also means digging through a little bit of shit for a while. And I think we've kind of been doing that for a long time without realizing it. And yeah. then now that it's sort of starting to like the bricks are starting to like layer up. I'm like running all over the place in my analogies, but you know, you follow. Once it's all starting to like, now it's starting to come together. It's like, oh, that's what that was. It wasn't like a breakdown. It wasn't like a crisis. It was just renovations. <laughs> like, yeah. you know? Yes. Oh my God. And also don't apologize ever for your analogies because I like am a very visual person. So I imagine things when you talk. <laughs> um, yes. I've been renovating my whole Walnut Wednesday journey essentially has been a renovation of my life because it. Yeah, it really has. And they call it personal That's- development and spiritual yeah. development, spiritual psychic awakening on the, yeah. on the word tangent because that's always paralleled. But it's just a rebuild. It's just a restructure, reframe, realigning. The foundation's there. It's solid. It's just like, you know, what doesn't serve me? And what if I've been looking at or living with or dealing with for ages and not liked it and like of course it's not going to be that quick to change it but with whether it's con I think it starts unconsciously for a lot of the time but it's chipping away and this is change and then things crumble or fall or you know the the labor hurts and then you st- it starts taking shape and you think oh my goodness was there 
it was this like all part of something like was this actually you know useful it's really hard to know if you don't realize it and I think again that's maybe why our brains were in a place because it's like we've like discovered some mathematical equation or something like it's starting to feel like uh, there's so like if, if anything I feel like I can see the work that needs doing rather than it being just stuff I'm tearing down it's kind of like oh I'm feeling like and now it's ready for all rebuilding and oh look that's actually already shaping up and things and like I'm able to kind of see see my work a little bit more um, or be conscious of it because I think we were yeah kind of skirting around it and getting getting to the core of it and all these conversations all the work you know you've been doing but yeah now it's starting to feel like it's taking shape and it's chaotic but brilliant so I have the analogy in my brain going going back to the house thing and what you were saying, like all of the last, you know, every 10-ish episodes that we've had, they've all been sort of like scrubbing, scrubbing the walls before the rent inspection, just on the outside. And now both you and I have sort of come to this level at episode 150 freaking five, like, yay, um, where we actually we're now removing the jib from the wall and we notice that the pink bats or whatever the inside has a bit of mold on it and that's all our past conditioning and our traumas and it's a bit dirty and there's like rotten bits of wood that needs to be refreshed we're now like removing that surface layer that we've sort of been scrubbing away at like oh hey look I'm, I'm walnutting a little bit here and you know and don't get me wrong contradict myself every little bit does count <laughs> but mm. now we're sort of getting into the depths of old things that have just been stuck sort of like a like a parasite to our energetic body that's always just been there that habits that we've just let slide and let slide and comments we've made about ourselves I'm so fat I'm disgusting all of those little things have sort of gotten into the timber at at the spine of the house or the what's that called the structure of the of the house on the inside the skeleton right and we're, we're now scrubbing away at that in order to be able to put fresh new pink bats in new jib mm. a new paint job then eventually we'll be able to you know buy the furniture and move everything around airy fairy and do what we want but we're doing like the ugh, the grunt renovation work and I feel so strongly linked to this because I still have um trauma issues from renovating that I still don't ever want to touch another paintbrush ever again <laughs> yeah. so it feels really relevant to do the house analogy <laughs> yeah and because it's because it's hard too and sometimes there's a lot more than you thought and sometimes again I'm loving the analogy but sometimes you rip up some carpet and you're like oh my god there are hardwood floors under here this is good shit I'm keeping this yeah. and you kind of realize like the way I felt about like you talked about emotions I'm a very emotional person I've always seen that as oh I had always seen that as a weakness and something I was always trying to sort of fix and it was more instead of fixing it was sort of like well what if we take a look at what that means and how can I make that a positive in myself and non-negative and yeah learning about feeling the emotions letting them pass through and not trying to like roadblock them and stop them and let them build up and then probably come out in terrible ways but um like that was part of it it wasn't like something I I don't we don't have to throw ourselves out with all of this kind of rebuilding it's more just like finding digging deeper and, and challenging to kind of find 
what what does it really mean? What why do I do the things I do? What's good? What's bad? Or what just is that I should maybe embrace in a different way or mm-hmm. you know work on in a different way? And um, so that's why I think you know the freedom for me is very personal. It's very internal. Um, and I and I think you know I I take a lot of strength from that as well. Like I love talking to my friends and family about it all, but ultimately the freedom of the expression of freedom that I feel is the idea of being like, I, I get to make choices. I get to make moves. I don't really rely on other people to, or like the, the fantasy world, right. Other people to kind of make my, my dreams come true. Everyone makes everyone in my life. I, well, the good people in my life make it better. Um, but I think that's the other thing that I've come to the conclusion of, and I've always been very independent and I've think fully embracing that to the point where like anyone who wants to can come along but really coming into that power too about being in control of the renovations and the rebuild and like the next moves and all that kind of stuff um and owning the failures right when the Mm -hmm. shit falls apart and being like right try again (laughs) like you know give it another go yes and with my own current saga that I'm that I'm going through which is a little bit more on the esoteric woo-woo side of of things I am also feeling that like less of a need for external modalities and things and really coming into myself and I I can't remember who told me this another analogy (laughs) was Mm. about how you you know, you don't go to, and this is in relation to healing and stuff like that. So it's on my, on my woo-woo side. Um, you don't go to the, you know, when you break your arm and you go to, to see the doctor, the doctor will put a cast on it and put all the, all the things in place to heal it. But it's your bones that are doing on a cellular level, the reconstructing. It's you on the inside that is doing the healing. So you can go out and get the, get the card readings and get the energy clearings and all that kind of stuff. And those things are awesome. I get them myself. I give them myself, but use them in a way that sort of gives you that perspective gives you that motivation or empowerment to make that small shift because at the end of the day it's your cells your energy your bones that are doing the reconstructing and I thought Mm. that was actually quite a beautiful um way to sort of look at it is like the external things and I speak to this all the time on it external things are really great and beneficial and they can add value to your life but it's you who decides to walnut it's you who decides to be brave and yeah. Kate and I we repeat this all the time not even just online on the podcast is you don't need to do the big grand amazing quit your job and buy a one-way ticket and that stuff's great but you can literally start by looking at, you know, what's in front of your nose, essentially. And you don't have to have a plan. I think the other thing is you don't have to have a plan. You know, mm. I think we get, you get this, I'm sure you've gotten this tons with Walnut Wednesday, which is, and and just general, you know, I get it sometimes as freelance. It's like, so what's the plan though? What's the career direction or what's the ultimate goal or how are you going to make the money or how are you going to do the things or whatever, right? And And let's say you're sitting there and, and you're just thinking about certain things that you want to change or whatever, you don't necessarily have to know what is the replacement or what's the next step, but you can be like, well, what would it look like 
just to get rid, just to get rid for now of this, the thing that's not serving me, the thing that is, is kind of, you know, not, not bringing me joy or not, or holding me back, or I'm feeling like I just generally feel like I need to be free of. Um, and, and start there, right? You don't have to have some grand plan of what that's going to look like. Oh, here's my eat, pray, love plan, or here's my, you know, career five-year plan for my small business. And this is how much money I'll be making in six months time. Sometimes it's like, you won't even, you maybe the only way to find out what you want or what you want to do is just by getting rid of the shit that isn't working for you first. Um, so but like knowing what that is too, right? Like, what do you yeah. want? What? Yeah. We never, well, we what, never come yeah. back. To. Mm. Yeah. What do you want? And like, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be something that is like verbal even I can't even explain that sometimes I don't really know sometimes I just know what the next thing is and I I trust that that will lead on to things or other things will pop up but I'm just out there sort of open to it and and that's you know that's why when I came back I don't know if this leads in well but that's when I came back from my holiday one thing that's been really burning a hole in the back of my brain is this passion project I've been working with a, a, a friend of a friend who's now, I just call her my friend. She's lovely. Um, <laughs> and it's, I've just been, I've been busy and not like, you know, burnt out, you know, depressed, busy, but you know, shit's been going on and it's been there. It's been like, you really want to make this happen. If you didn't, you'd probably would have opted out of this. And I came back. I was very clear in my head. My butt was on fire from it. And we are raising money and like, things are moving, things are happening. And it was just, I just felt like, you know, maybe it sounds contradictory, like things had to align, but it was like, no, I had to just be like, right, what I want was this. And I knew I had to get X, Y, Z out of the way. And I didn't have to cancel my holidays, but it was like, you, you want to make it happen, then don't let any other things get in the way. Once you, mm -hmm. once I finished, like the day I finished that holiday and I came home, it was like, this is what I want to do. And because I knew I could make a plan, which, which helped. So yeah, again, yeah. contradictory, but this is specific to this example. Um, no, but then you had the yeah. room, you had the space to be yeah. able to think about your passion project. You didn't have to now worry about all the trips that you had coming up. Like they have been, they have gone. You've got that fresh space of like, okay, let's, let's fucking do yeah. it. And, and if you wanted to go on a macro level, like, and because I exist as a freelance producer, in the world, a friend who, a friend put me in contact with uh, Michelle, who I'm partnering with on this project. And because, you know, my friend was like, hey, she, you know, I've got a friend who works in film, she might be interested. So I didn't go seeking out the project. I didn't even come up with the concept. This is a documentary. This is someone else's story, but it was exactly the kind of project I want to be part of. And that doesn't happen unless you are kind of out there being like, opportunities you know it didn't just come to me it was more just like I had to be at the party to get us dance kind of thing and so sometimes just show just like show up to the party is, and see what happens another mm. analogy um yeah. but yeah so I, I'm directing and producing a short documentary and it's really powerful and it, and it kind of ties in you know to a lot of stuff we're talking about about yeah. you know going back and going to your roots and this is literal for Michelle who um, is looking into her family history and, and it's that question of identity and why knowing about the past and where you come from 
impacts the present and future generations. So um, yeah, it's, it's really powerful and we're raising money and we're very close to kind of booking in the really next big step for the production. Um, so yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And Walnut, I just, this has come up in my brain a couple of times when Kate's talking. Kate is an emotional authority projector. So literally this project, waiting for the invitation, she's followed her alignment and followed her emotional waves and things, went to the party, you know, everything in a very self-reflected looking at herself way and then got invited to this project. So that's actually just like delicious projector alignment. Amazing, delicious. Um, I'm a sacral generator, if you didn't know that either, Walnut. But what I would really love to do on this episode, Walnut, is actually Kate and Michelle have created a trailer of sort of what the documentary is going to be about. So it's a two-minute clip. I will have it playing at the end. So once Kate and I clock off, just make sure you stick around for two more minutes. Um, if you're not watching this on the YouTubes or on the Spotify in the video format, you'll still be able to like, hear it via the audio it still all sort of makes sense and it's a really really cool um cool way to see what our Kate's been up to and what you're going to be up to and I love it so I will link I will play the video after this episode but I will link the GoFundMe page if you feel like donating um if, if you don't want to donate you can definitely like just share or even share this episode and tag both Kate and I and let us know that you're you know been listening and that you're here but um all the information will be in the show notes and inside the walnut tree and you can follow Kate for as the journey continues on um Kate do you want to just let the walnuts know obviously it'll be in the show notes and things but where you hang out and is there anything else you want to like speak to a little bit more about the documentary that's in creation um, no, that was really lovely how you summed up. I, I like the, the concept film, the trailer to kind of speak for itself, but I'd say it's called Where the Tracks Lead. And then, yeah, so you can see the clip on YouTube under Where the Tracks Lead concept film, um, which the link will be in there and on Instagram as well, all my updates. So at Miss K Bromley. Um, and yeah, just like, I just would love any support sharing. I mean, donating is great, but also sharing is just as you know, helpful um, and very excited to like, yeah, probably in the next 10 episodes have a, a bigger update about it. Um, so yeah. So amazing, delicious, nutritious. Um, before we wrap up the episode, Kate, so we've talked to basically, <laughs> so all the analogies under the sun, um, but we've talked to sort of change liberation, I feel like this whole episode is basically the definition of being a walnut, but mm. change, liberation, equality, um, and a lot of just like reflective internal work, I feel like. Mm. Do you have anything else um, that you feel we haven't touched on that you want to just um, talk to before we finish? I don't know. I think there was so much of a stream of consciousness in there and just the only thing to say would be like sometimes you just could have these chats that are just swirling around thoughts and going all over the place and you can come to different conclusions within them and so it's like have if you don't have people to have these chats with, I've said it before I'll say it again make sure you have someone someone that you can have these rambly all over the place chats and it's so cool to have a platform with you Lara to like 
have them, you know, and, and some people will be like, I resonate with that, which is great. But I think it's all part of the fun and games as well to go out for a drink and just be like, I feel like things are changing and just let it out because that might help you work out what you should do next as well. Totally. Yes. And I, Walnut, like you are like a fly on the wall because how Kate and I talk on the podcast episodes is literally exactly how we talk on offline when we're not recording. These are our actual conversations. So I'm actually really glad that we're both in a weird place of transition and curiosity because you get to see firsthand like how all the feelings are bubbling up what we're sort of thinking about in real time and then maybe later in the next sort of 10 episodes not only will we be able to share documentary from Kate updates but also we might have some kind of like delicious teachable moments from this current saga which is amazing so I actually just feel really fortunate and privileged that we're both of course Kate going through (laughs) very similar topics at the same time but I actually really like that there wasn't actually a potential structure to this to this heart ramble yeah no I I totally agree I'm like transition renovation liberation that's what it is (laughs) I love that I love that I love that so much um Mm. so on that if you enjoyed this episode share and tag Kate and I on your social medias we'd love to hear from you please feel free to join the walnut tree if you want to further the discussion if you have any commentary or questions about particular parts of this episode Kate will be back and if you want to hear us chat about them more please do comment in the walnut tree um, because I'm very curious to hear from you and, and what you think about these particular things, especially if you've been going through it yourself. Um, but Kate, the token question, what does being a walnut mean to you? Have you progressed this feeling in terms of what currently, I've been tentative to ask it for this episode because everything is so like, feels really wishy-washy at the moment, but have you got mm. any thing this week yeah I mean I say yeah because that's what I think initially I don't know maybe being a walnut is just not having all the plans but just making the moves anyway Mm. and not having all the words but just speaking anyway as well which is like sums up today but just like go with the feeling embrace it and uh see where it takes you and and you don't always have to know exactly where the destination is um just trust trust in it i love that thank you so Mm -hmm. much thank you so much for being here for our 155th episode kate i don't need to tell you how much i love you or let the walnuts know how much i love you because it's very obvious that i do and i appreciate your talks your time your friendships and well, friendship with me, but I'm in your other ones too. I'm glad you have friends. Um, <laughs> and Walnut, thank you for for your time and for being here. And I just appreciate you listening to my my voice, my voice practice, and also like all the all the wonderful people that I that I bring on. So you are just as much appreciated as my Kate who I appreciate and adore and will love until the end of time. So thank you, Kate, again. I love you. I love you. Have a happy, happy Walnut Wednesday. And I will talk to you on the podcast next week.
I have Austrian citizenship by way of my grandfather because Austria passed a law in 2020 that stated any Holocaust victims or descendants of Holocaust victims can apply for Austrian citizenship as a way to welcome them back home. Do you know how difficult it was for me to find information? How do you prove that you're Jewish? What documentation do I have? Thankfully, my grandfather registered himself many years ago in Israel as Austrian. So there was that. But then how do I prove that relationship? He changed his name. He changed his name. He didn't want to have any association with what had happened. There's so much missing. There's so much that has happened in my family's history that hasn't been documented. And I would love to be able to provide some sort of answer. The ultimate goal of this project and this journey is to document my trip to where it all happened, where the genocide of my family, of that side of my family happened in Auschwitz. And I really would like to highlight that this still affects generations today. It affects generations of people who don't look like what society thinks Jewish people should look like. I hope to have a spiritual mm, experience and to kind of say, sorry it took me this long, but I got here. And I hope that I'm able to share it. Hope that it helps somebody, even if it's just me.